Hey, coming up, we have stories about wedding drama, baby name shenanigans, dining and dashing, relationship drama entitled Mothers-in-Law, and you know it, cake stories. Oh yeah, stay tuned. Hey, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my best friend I won't go to her wedding? Throwaway account, my female 24 best friend, female 22, is getting married in just under three weeks. I was supposed to be a bridesmaid, and I've been excited for the wedding since before the engagement. I knew her partner was going to propose. I've helped with making decisions on the wedding, helped with the Hindu, and bought my bridesmaid's dress and booked my hotel. I love them as a couple, and they're both my bestest friends. I've been with my boyfriend, male 24, for two and a half years and have known him and his family for 10 years. When we first became a couple, he told me his dad has terminal lung cancer. Three months ago, we found out that the cancer had spread to his brain and he was given three months to live. Over that time, his health started to decline slowly and then suddenly over the last month. Due to all of this, we had to miss the Hindu as we would have to be away for a few days. But we didn't want to leave my partner's dad, my best friend and I live two hours apart and we don't drive. Trains are expensive and take even longer than driving, so a last-minute rush from the Hindu to his dad would be near impossible if anything was to happen. We are now at the end of his dad's prognosis and he is currently in the last stages of death. A few days ago, my best friend demanded an answer on if we would be at the wedding or not. Up until then, we believed we would have been able to attend, but now we're not sure what will happen. As she demanded an answer since she didn't want us to cancel at the last minute, we decided to decline attending as we didn't want to leave it to the day before. Despite us being heartbroken, we won't be there. A few weeks ago, my best friend said to make my boyfriend's dad the priority over the wedding day. She clearly changed her mind as in response to my message explaining our choice, she only screenshotted it and then instantly kicked me from the bridesmaid group chat. Then she ignored me for the following few days. When she finally responded, she said that she understood why my partner wasn't attending but didn't understand why I wasn't, and she was devastated and angry over the choice. I explained that I refused to leave my partner alone during one of the hardest things he'll experience, plus his dad also means a lot to me as I went no contact with my dad two years ago since then. My boyfriend's dad has basically stepped up and been a father figure to me, so I want to be there for him too. I'm also disabled and haven't traveled alone overnight since 2019. She's still really upset and angry and is ignoring me once again. She said that a few people in her life were on her side, yet people in my life understand my point of view and are upset and shocked with her, so I'm confused used am i the asshole edit just to answer some things i'm disabled and in a wheelchair slash scooter so i do not have the help or extra arms to bring my things and transport myself alone she had said that if this was reversed she would attend the wedding i told her i could have tried and gone just on the day but she really needed an answer there and then i would have found a way to do it but she wanted a set response yeah this is definitely an nta thing and i think your friend is full of shit your friend says if the roles were reversed she would come to the wedding that probably speaks more to her relationship with her husband or soon to be husband than it does to your friendship because you are correct here op this is going to be the one of the hardest days your spouse has ever been through and it's hard for you too because because you are close with his dad as well and that's where the first priority and the allegiance needs to be and if your friend can't understand that it makes your friend kind of a shitty friend and again we see all of these wedding stories and we know what happens weddings bring out the worst in people apparently like winning a windfall of money what else brings out the worst in people it's it's terrible the things that it makes people capable of weddings 
It's supposed to be the celebration of love and joy, and it, it ends up becoming something just much worse. So uh, NTA here for sure. And the, the initial question was, am I the astronaut for telling my best friend I won't go to her wedding? No, not the asshole at all. Number one, she forced you to give her a decision or an answer right effing then. Would you have variables? Like you can't, you don't know the future. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be an okay time. And the only way you could have made it is if you waited until the day of, well, she wanted an answer now. Okay. The only answer we're capable of giving is that we can't go because that's the only safe answer. If we say that we can and end up not being able to go, you're going to get pissed off at that. So either way, your friend was going to get pissed. You just had to choose which way you were going to piss her off. And the fact that she's even putting this pressure on you to make a decision while all of this is going on is hot garbage. Not cool. Your friend's an asshole. And maybe it's just because it's the wedding and, and weddings do that to people. But I would pay attention to this friendship going forward. And if this is something that she continues to bring up or is like this with other things, she's not a very good friend. Of course, she wants you there. You're her best friend. But she can't be shitty about it. She's got to be understanding in T.A. Am I the astronaut for choking on a piece of cake? For the past few weeks, I, female 32, have been helping some of my friends plan a party for my friend, female 30. We'll call her Marty. Marty and I are super good friends and we've been really close for the past several years after I started a new job and met her there. We've never really fought much and we're always super supportive of each other. Marty was 29 and this was her 30th birthday. Me and the girls ordered a super nice and expensive cake from this local bakery that makes the most divine cakes you can imagine. And we all know it was a personal favorite of Marty's. She was aware of the party and knew we were getting her a cake, but not that it was from this place. It's a real treat and you have to put an order in several weeks in advance. Well, anyways, a couple of nights ago, we had the party. It was a great turnout and Marty seemed super happy. The big 3-0 is an exciting milestone in her life and we wanted to show how much we cared about her. But here's the thing, the whole party had caused some anxiety for me. I don't know why, but it did and my stomach had been doing knots the whole day, even though things were going mostly flawless. It came time to sing happy birthday to Marty. She was definitely eyeing the cake like it was the only piece of food on the planet, and I don't blame her. We all were. It looked amazing. Two layers of cake with red velvet on the inside, chocolate frosting on the outside, and a cool, crunchy chocolate coating around the edges. Typing it out doesn't do it justice. This cake was to die for. I was just starting to cut pieces of cake for the guest and the birthday girl and started handing them out. Marty got the first piece and said it was amazing. After around the third slice, I had sat a slice to the side so I could try it as well. I put a bite in my mouth and while still cutting cake, I can't tell you why, but it went down the wrong pipe and I started coughing. Nobody really noticed at first, but a couple of the girls started looking when coughing turned to choking. And remember how I said I had an upset stomach that day? Well, after a few more seconds of me choking and not one person coming to help or aid me, I coughed up the cake and the rest of the day's worth of food all over Marty's cake. Yes, we were all salivating hearing about the cake. And now bleh, the Tony Spark. Bleh. I was hysterical, crying and apologizing. A couple of the girls helped me up and brought over some paper towels, but Marty went feral. She was yelling at me about how I have to be the center of attention. 
how she wanted one night to be about her and how I ruined this stupid damn cake I hadn't even prepared right, whatever she meant by that. So I left and went home and I haven't spoken to Marty at all. I'm embarrassed and a little heartbroken. While I feel bad and I know I ruined her cake, I don't think what she said was justified and quite a few of our friends are actually ignoring me now. Am I the astronaut for this? You don't really have a whole lot of control over things whenever something goes down the wrong pipe or and worse, when you start actually choking do you have a lot of control there? I don't think you have control to like make informed decisions at that time and really think about what's happening. Also, the fact that no one came over to like check on you and, and help until after you had like vomited up on the cake. Um, and I'm saying vomited because if you coughed up the day's worth of food, that, that sounds like puking to me. Uh, the fact that only a couple people came over after that happened and no one was like, hey, hey, are you okay? Let's let's have you sit down, which would have removed you from the proximity of the cake in vomiting distance, right? If people had actually given a shit to help you out, they probably would have removed you from, from the proximity and the threat. It, it is a protect the cake moment and they all screwed up. Not you. You didn't have control in that time. This is an NTA for me. This is officially an NTA for me because you were freaking choking. You didn't have a lot of a lot of options at that point. And I don't think you knew that the choking was going to turn to a vomit. I don't think you could know that. I don't think she was coughing on the cake. I think she was coughing, probably turned away coughing, but then the cough turned into the food. The basic theme of what they're saying is, is that when you start coughing, you decide direction. Basically, you decide the direction that you're going to be coughing. And if she puked on the cake, that means that she was coughing in the direction of the cake. Is that the general gist of what you're saying? That's the general gist of what they're saying. She chose direction right off the bat. So uh, this is an NTA for me because I think when you're going through something like that, like surviving is probably the one thing on your mind, not much else. It could have been avoided if people had given a shit and actually helped her out, like sat her down, got her some water. Uh, but that's not what happened. They waited until until it was done basically and then they're like oh shit let us help you and then your friend getting pissed off about this is is a big question mark for me because she has to know that you didn't have control over it yeah it obviously ruined a really nice cake but she had already gotten her piece of the cake so it sounds like everybody had already gotten a piece of the cake or almost everybody at least so you didn't ruin it for everybody i'm sticking with nta you guys make your own decision here Am I the astronaut for leaving my wife at a party and going away solo when she was making me late? My 28 wife, 27, graduated medical school in 2021. They had a graduation party since everyone was vaccinated, but it was pretty small due to a recent outbreak there. You could only bring one guest and you had to socially distance again. Her medical school decided to invite the pandemic graduates to this year's graduation event. They planned this all out pretty last minute, only giving three weeks notice that it was happening. But my wife was very excited about it. She gets paid crumbs and works long hours as a resident, so I get why she was wanting to relax and have fun. The issue is that I had a huge work trip the next day that had been planned for months. I don't travel a lot for work, so they went all out to make this comfortable, and I had a lot riding on it. If I didn't do well, I would probably be fired, but if I did well, there were two open positions I could be promoted to. My wife wanted to come with me, so my company comped her flight, and we were going to make a vacation out of it after my presentations. We were flying out the night of the party to ensure I made it on time for the meetings the next day. I told my wife we shouldn't go to the redo event since we had to fly out 
out and it would be very tight. She insisted we go, since the party started at 3 p.m. and our flight left at 9 p.m., but the gala was one and a half hours away from the airport. We had made a plan to leave at 5.30 p.m., pack everything in our car beforehand so we could go straight to the airport. But by 5.30, she just started saying goodbye. I told her we needed to leave ASAP, but she said no. We don't have to be two hours early for our flight, etc. Around 6 p.m., this guy from med school who had a crush and asked her out multiple times grabbed her hand and pulled her to another table. I went up to them and told him he needed to back off. He said I needed to treat her better and let her enjoy herself. I looked at my wife, but she ignored me. Okay. At that point, I decided I wasn't going to try and convince her to stick to her word anymore. I told her I was leaving for the airport and took our car. There was a ton of traffic and security was a mess, so I only had a few minutes to spare before getting on the plane. She texted me horrible things. I never responded or engaged, but she kept texting me about how I was horrible and don't understand what it's like to have COVID ruin a huge moment for you. I disagree. She still had a graduation party. It's not my fault she didn't get to dance. I don't see what the huge deal was and conversely think she didn't understand that this would cost me my job if I missed the flight. And since I make around 70% of our income, in an HCOL area, we would essentially be homeless. We've been on tense terms since this happened in June. She brings it up a lot and is recommending therapy so I can learn how to behave in a marriage. But I don't think we need it since she's the one who caused this whole problem in the first place and should take accountability for that first. But am I way off here? Am I the astronaut? Okay, uh, yeah, you need it. Um, the question was, am I the astronaut for leaving my wife at a party and going away solo when she was making me late? There are lots of problems here. Lots and lots and lots of problems here. Yes, you do need therapy. If she is saying you guys need to go to therapy because you need to learn how to behave in a marriage and you're saying we don't need to go to therapy because this is your fault, you're both wrong. You both need to go to therapy, but for different reasons. You guys have to find out how to communicate. How long have you been married? Your wife graduated medical school in 2021. We don't talk about how long they've been married, right? It's It can't be long because this is one of those things that that you encounter for the first time in a marriage and you have to learn how to communicate through. You don't learn, you don't just go into the, to a marriage immediately knowing how to communicate. You don't go into this being good at fighting. You don't go in good at conflict resolution. It doesn't work like that for anybody that I know of. You have to walk through that fire to learn how to communicate and to get better at it. Right now, you guys are still fighting about it. You're on opposite ends. When was this post from? Do we know? The party was in June. They said they're still not on good terms. I don't know how long it's been since then. I think it's an everyone sucks here. ESH. It's everybody. You're both wrong. Yes, what she did was wrong. Yes, what you did was wrong. The bigger issue is that you guys don't know how to communicate to fix anything. You guys don't know how to communicate to get on the same page. And that's the thing that needs addressed in therapy. You can do it without going to therapy. Candy Thunder and I did. But you have to walk through a lot of fire to get there. You have to go through a lot of conflict to get there. And it's going to take a little bit of time. So it's possible. I do think going to therapy would be a good thing for both of you. You both have to want to learn how to communicate to make this better. And if you both want to make this better, that's a good enough start. If you're both willing to go, that's a good enough start. Right now, OP, you're like, I don't think we have to go because it's her fault. To everybody besides you, looks like you don't want to make it better. If you do, go and learn how to fight, learn how to communicate and you guys will run into other issues later on, but you'll know how to deal with it better. And, and it gives you an opportunity to have an outsider's opinion on that too. Um, and, and I seriously doubt that 
that your therapist, although we've had some stories lately with some with some questionable therapists, I doubt that your therapist is going to be like, yes, you were right and she was wrong. Seriously doubt that's going to happen. It's going to, you guys both did things wrong. The biggest thing was not communicating the way that you should. I'm not saying that, uh, that, that he didn't have to leave. I'm not saying that he didn't have to make his flight. I'm saying that choosing right then to just walk away and not communicate is the problem. Yes, he went over and said, hey, we got to go now. This guy who she was letting flirt with her, who flirted with her before, that's another problem that needs to be addressed here too. But OP needed to communicate through here and be like, hey, 30 seconds. And then if you want to stay, you can stay, but then communicate this, like, look, here's what's going to happen. If I miss this flight, here's what's going to happen. If we don't leave right now, if you choose to stay, that's on you, but you're going to have to find a ride back. You aren't going to be able to go with me. I cannot miss this flight because I'm going to lose my job. Like those things needed to be communicated right there. She was obviously acting out. Yes. She was the whole, we don't have to leave yet is a problem. Yes. Everybody could have done something different. Everybody could have done something better. They're both at least ask on threes here. They're both at least threes. They should have done it differently. I do think that her allowing this guy to pull her aside and then not even engaging with her husband when he said, hey, Brosef, you need to back off and hey, we need to leave. Her just ignoring him makes her at least a two. And then him actually leaving and just ignoring her after that fact, does that make him a two or is he still at a three? I don't know. The point is that they're, they're, they're both assholes in this situation. It's because they haven't learned how to communicate. And if you want to make it better, you can't. But you have to want to make it better. Wife might have been two and uh, hubby might have been three here. I'm not saying that she wasn't the bigger asshole, but they're both wrong. And and more importantly to me, their entire marriage is at stake here if they don't figure out how to communicate. That's it. That's it right there. This next story is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Calling My Wife Insecure and Selfish on Our Wedding Day? Oh, that doesn't seem wise to me, sir. I, 28 male, and my wife, 26 female, got married last Wednesday, and the ceremony was amazing. My wife was very strict on the fact that no guest is allowed to wear white, which is understandable because for females, that's considered rude or bad luck at weddings, I think. The reception was going well, too, until I noticed my wife walking over to the bathroom with her face held in her hands. Obviously, I could tell my wife was upset as we've been together for three years now, and I can tell when she's upset. I rushed across the room telling guests one minute as I hurried by them. Once I got to the bathroom, I knocked on the door and informed my wife that it was me at the door. After a few minutes, I heard the door unlock and open. When I got in, I saw my wife sitting on the floor with mascara running down her cheeks. I asked what was wrong, and she told me that one of our nephews was wearing white jeans and had a white bow tie. I immediately thought to myself how she was completely overreacting because he's a six-year-old child and had no idea that you can't wear white to a wedding. I told her she was overreacting, but in a much nicer way, and I said that she should go enjoy the reception forget about the whole thing. She eventually texted her sister to come to the bathroom and fix her makeup so she could go back out and have a good night. After a while, I saw her talking to my sister, the mom of our nephew, and I thought she was just making conversation. About an hour later, my sister pulled me aside and berated me for my wife's behavior. She said my wife had asked her and her son to leave unless she had a change of clothes for him. This was far from okay to me, so I asked my wife to talk and explained 
everything my sister told me. My wife said she was completely in the right for what she asked, and I told her that if she kicks my family out, then I will happily leave too. My wife started crying again, saying that this is her day and she doesn't want it to be ruined by our nephew. This angered me because I had enough of her ruining our day over something silly. I then said she was not only selfish, but that she was insanely insecure if she's worried about a six-year-old looking better than her. My wife's been staying with her mother since the wedding and we haven't spoken since. Her mom reached out to me this morning and said that I need to apologize right away for being out of line. I really don't believe I'm in the wrong here, so what do you think? Am I the Askinaut? It's been a weekish since they got married, and it is Am I the Askinaut for calling my wife insecure and selfish on our wedding day. Okay, so at the beginning of this, I was like, that's not smart. But now, I'm like, okay, the six-year-old didn't decide what to wear. It was six-year-old's mom that decided what to wear. However, are you going to go out and buy a whole new outfit for a kid for his uncle's wedding is that reasonable and it was white jeans wasn't wearing a white tuxedo by the way i have a picture of caden thunder as a wee little tot wearing a white tuxedo i'll have to post it in vip the red flag here we'll go ahead and hit it is when she said it's my day and she's wanting to kick a six-year-old kid and his mom out because he was wearing white jeans and a bow tie like that's rough that's really rough I don't know that in OP shoes here, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to fight this battle right here at the reception. But I don't know that he had a choice either because she she was going to kick his sister out. What the hell do you do? It was flipping white jeans and a bow tie. Like, and it's a six-year-old kid. You don't have a lot of choices. I'm sure that, you know, it was probably something that was from Easter or whatever it was. But I don't know that I can find this substantiated. I, and again, it's her day. Maybe OP's sister did it on purpose. We don't know that. We don't have a way to know that. So we just have to operate with the information that we have here. From my point of view here, it's a kid. Yes, nobody was supposed to wear white. He's wearing white jeans. Holy crap. It's not worth kicking them out for. It might have been like, hey, I would have really appreciated if you didn't do that. But that probably would have been the extent of it. Asking them to leave out. After the wedding, this is at the reception, remember, this is after the wedding, asking them to leave because he's wearing white jeans is too far. In my opinion, this is too far. Now, I don't know that that him fighting this battle and there at the reception is is the right move either. And I guess I can use my same logic against me here and say because it was after the wedding, it was during the reception, there was less harm in his sister actually leaving. And if she was pissed off enough, she probably left anyway. So there's more of the principle is what OP, new husband, was standing up for here and decided to, to fight this battle. It is unreasonable. And I guess, you know, from his point of view here, if he's about to enter into something where the rest of his life is going to be this unreasonable, then yeah, get an annulment because it's not okay. But again, weddings bring out the worst in people. I don't know if this one isolated thing is, is worth throwing your entire relationship away for. You obviously loved her enough to marry her. And if these kind of issues existed, it would have been great to, to get through them all before the wedding. But here you are. So at this point, you guys haven't talked to each other. Her mom, of course, wants you to reach out and apologize. Of course she does. Number one, she's always going to take her daughter's side. Number two, she wants her out of her house. Completely expected. Nothing surprising about that at all. I don't believe you're in the wrong here either for standing out the way that you stood up, but this is a complicated situation. What would you guys do? And again, we don't know because it's not in the story, but I'm guessing that she just saw him walking by and that was it. Could have done things differently. I don't know how though. And that's where it's a, like, I would have, I would have had a hard time except this was going to be my hill to die on at my wedding reception. And then you guys haven't talked since then. That's kind of a big deal. But I also don't know what he could have done differently. It was over the top. It was past the line. All right. I'm going to make it official on my end here. We're going NTA. Now, understandably, people have different opinions on this. So...
when this video is posted, leave yours and let us know and point out your logic path to us because it's a completely reasonable that you're going to see something that I don't see and that other people don't see. This one is, am I the Askonaut for giving my friend a phony potential baby name so she'd quit asking? Throw away for privacy, a good college friend of mine, Roxy, married my husband's cousin and our kids will share their last name. We're now in our late 20s. I'm 29 weeks pregnant and Roxy just gave birth to her first, a daughter. Being friends, Roxy and I compared notes, but she also kept asking what I'd go with name-wise. I told her she'll find out when my baby comes. Once I found out I'm having a boy, no, I won't say his name, she got more incessant about what girl name I had picked, saying it's not like it matters now, as if I wouldn't have another kid. I got annoyed and asked my husband if I'd be wrong to just give a fake name to shut her up. He suggested M-I-E-R-D-A. Mierda, which is Spanish for shit. I said that to Roxy when she asked me for the ninth time. No exaggeration, that's how many times I remember her asking. It may have been more. They went with that name. They named your kid shit? Uh, it's like Paul Rudd in Friends. He's like, first name crap, last name bag. Crap bag. They went with that name, but guess what? Their OBGYN speaks Spanish and informed them exactly what that name was. My husband's cousin called, yes called me to cuss me out, saying that I'm a heartless biatch for embarrassing him and Roxy and ruining what should have been the greatest moment of joy in their lives. I didn't think of that angle and realized I wouldn't like it if someone did that to me, so am I the astronaut? Edit, while this blew up, for y'all asking, I wasn't trying to be petty, I just wanted Roxy to stop annoying me. I thought she'd look it up and laugh at the joke and not actually name her kid that. We're not talking right now. I'm gonna wait till she reaches out and that may be a long long time. My husband told me that if they try to yell at me again to hand him the phone, since it was his shitty idea, <laughs> I appreciate the dad humor. And he'll clean up the mess. Oh, yeah. They still keep going. He didn't expect them to use it either. I can't get back to each and every one of y'all, but I appreciate the support. Glad my husband's joke made some of y'all laugh, and maybe Roxy should have taken the cue. Question is, am I the asking for giving my friend a phony potential baby name so she'd quit asking? Here's my question, and again, it's one of these things that we don't know the answer to, but she wanted to know what she would have gone with if it were a girl, and OP is like, I'm not going to give her the real choice because it's not like I'm not going to have more children probably should have said that i mean like yeah i'm not going to reveal that because what if i have a girl someday i'm not going to just give you my dream name i don't know i don't know you shouldn't yeah stealing baby names is garbage however if this was presented in a way it's like we're not going to use this name feel free but she had asked so many times and and i think the cue to roxy should have been like quit effing asking and be original and come up with your own damn name now if you want to use a name there is there is a process for asking permission right like navy thunder we know a navy and asked first we're like hey you cool with this and i think if she wanted to use that name a name that you had considered or had on your list at all it would have been good if you're a good college friend to be like cool you mind if i use it then you could have been like i wouldn't use that one because it means shit but that's not what happened she just ran with it you're exposing someone and that was it and of course people are going to get pissed when they get outed when they get exposed because they just got exposed we've seen that several times so justice had been served we can do some petty confetti here we can do this and yeah she just got exposed for it so we're gonna go petty confetti and we're gonna do an nta here it is funny it sucks that they didn't catch on until 
they're now at the point where they've got to go do like some actual paperwork to change her name. You know, but they could do like a Merida, you know, like Brave. They could do something different. That was a playoff. Okay, here is our cake reward story, and it is a follower submitted one. Caden Thunder's gonna read this to you. Am I the astronaut for getting the wrong color of cake for my BFF's gender reveal party? Okay, Dusty, I need some advice. I'll preface this story by saying that I've not yet fessed up to my mistake, and I need your advice on if I should even tell them, and if I should, how. My very best friend and her husband are pregnant with their first child. This past weekend, I hosted their gender reveal party. They didn't want anything elaborate, just a few close friends and a family brunch and a cake, which was filled with frosting to indicate the baby's gender. Their last ultrasound, they had an ultrasound tag put the photo in an envelope so they couldn't see it and brought it to me so I could order the cake. They're having a girl. I called the bakery to order the cake and I swear I ordered the cake filled with pink frosting. When I picked it up, everything looked fine. Of course, the frosting was carefully hidden so that no hints were given. When it came time to cut the cake and reveal the gender, I was shocked to see that the frosting inside was blue. Uh-oh. They were elated because they were really hoping for a boy. My BFF's mom and dad were especially excited because they already have three granddaughters from their other children. I didn't know what to say, so I just said nothing. There were no other items to indicate the gender, so no one questioned it, and I did my best to hide my surprise and embarrassment and let the party go on. I am 99% sure that this was the bakery's mistake, but when I called them, they insisted that I ordered blue frosting. I do not want to take responsibility for this, and I am sure it is not my fault, and I know my BFF will be angry with me. I know they will have another appointment in a few weeks, and they will find out the true gender. If I throw away the ultrasound photo they gave to me and say that it said it was a girl, then my bestie can't be mad at me. Am I the astronaut for getting the wrong color even though I'm sure it wasn't my fault? And should I tell them or let them find out at their next appointment? Okay, so there was obviously a mix-up here whether you said the wrong thing. From what it sounds like, it probably was the bakery. They they may have made a mistake because I can't imagine saying boy, but I mean, it could have happened. You could have said the wrong gender, but if it was the, the bakery's mistake, you could have just, everybody's like, oh my god, it's a boy, and you're like, oh my god, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, at that, if you just said it in that moment, it probably would have been okay, but now that you've waited and everybody thinks it's a boy and it's not a boy. It's worse. It's worse. It's, it's worse It's now. so much worse now. It is worse now by not speaking up the shitty part now is that they're out there buying boy stuff yeah you're gonna have to tell them as quickly and the, as the other family members are probably buying boy stuff yes. the parents that are excited about having a boy probably posting on facebook we're having a boy the <laughs> oh. facebook fans from their family are posting about it and then they're posting about it everybody's networking that they're having a boy they're not having a boy they're having a girl it's a problem it's a problem. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> Just let them find out. For you Harry Potter fans, I think that this is one of those lies that if you have to carry it, is going to split your soul. And you're going to carry this forever. This is a whole crux. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the kind of thing that you want to have to carry with you for the rest of your life, knowing you did this terrible lie. At this point, it is your fault. Even if it is the bakery F up, it's your fault because you didn't speak up. You should have yeah. been like up in arms, jumping up and down and being like, no, no, that's not right. That's not right. It's supposed to be pink. It's not a, a boy. And then they would have been pissed at the bakery. Yeah. Now they're going to be pissed at you. Yeah. Even though it wasn't your fault that the cake got messed up because you didn't fess up. And now the whole, their whole world is running the direction of having a boy. Like if you value this friendship, you need to speak up. And uh, the appointment's in three weeks. So you have three weeks to decide what you want to do. No, you don't. I don't think you do. Because well, no, you don't. But 
they're going to find out in three weeks either way. They're going to find out either way. But I think you have to call them like now, like now, now and and grovel and just tell them that you just froze because you didn't know what the hell to do. But call them now. Where would you put them on the scale here? Hmm. Thunder. Let's see. Definitely at least a three should have done it differently. I think it's at least a two definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't think you're a terrible human. If wait, what is the question here? The question is for getting the wrong color of cake for my BFF's gender reveal. Okay, so that that's not the question that we need to be asking here. Yeah. The question is, would I be the asshole if I didn't tell them that the bakery sent the wrong color cake? Okay, because before, when it was just mistake with the cake, if at that party you had been like, ah, no, then it would have been like, like a four. But because you didn't tell them, three swiftly approaching a two. So well, I think you're at two by not telling yeah. them right then. Yeah. By not speaking up at the event, I think you're at a two. At this point, it's a the longer you let it go on, the the more you pivot into one territory. And if you yeah. accept that you're going to carry this for the rest of your life, I think it's a one thing, mate. This is a two right now. You could prevent yourself from getting to a one by coming clean as quickly as possible. Yeah. Can we make it official? We can make it official here. We'll make it official. All right, Caden, first time uh, using the Stream Deck buttons here. Sending right, OP I pressed a button. all the way to AskCon 2. Number two. Which has blue icing as well. But it's not a boy. It ain't a boy. Title of this story is, Am I the astronaut for what I told my mother-in-law when she asked to be in the delivery room. My husband, male 33, and I, female 30, are expecting a baby boy. We're barely catching up with preparation and getting everything ready. His mom, kind of a busybody type but can be helpful at times, invited us for dinner and said she has an important request to make. She brought up her request at the dinner table and blatantly said that she wanted to be in the delivery room with me when I gave birth. I was taken aback by her request. I really thought it had something to do with the nursery or diaper brand. I said I was sorry, but only my mom and my husband will be there. She made a face, got quiet for a minute, and then brought it up again. She just kept pushing, saying she is as much of a grandmother as my mom and that she just wanted to be there for support and to get the opportunity to see her grandbaby's first moments. My husband sided with her. Oh hubby what have you done i just stared at her and said it's all right you can have the opportunity to be in the delivery room when it's your son who's giving birth oh snap like literal Everyone stopped eating. My mother-in-law left the table instantly. My husband got me up, although I wasn't finished with dinner, and he said we should leave. In the car, he lost it on me, asking what brain cell made me think it was a good idea to tell his mom that. I told him his mom kept pushing after I had already given her an answer. Still, he said this was the most effed up thing he'd heard me say. I replied that I was just frustrated and didn't mean to hurt her feelings and cause issues. He argued that if I don't want issues, then I should stop making shit difficult and just say yes to his mom's request. Prozo, what are you doing here, man? What are you doing here? Going ahead and giving him the bros over reward there. He then ranted about how it's his son too, and then said if his mom isn't allowed in there, then he won't be there too. Oh, that'll solve everything. Good job. Now, I don't know if he really meant this or just said it in the heat of the moment, but it had me fuming. He's been ignoring me when I try to talk to him and act like I'm not in the room. I think I might have gone too far and created tension by responding inappropriately. Am I the astronaut? Edit, there has been some tension between me, my husband, and his family lately that's probably blew up because of built up resentment. Built up resentment about what? What the hell are you doing? Okay, so uh, 
my belief about who gets to be in the room or who should be in the room is whoever the person that is delivering the baby needs there for support, right? I understand her wanting to be there to see the first few moments, but it feels like she is really prioritizing the competition between her and OP's mom. She doesn't like the fact that OP's mom's going to see the baby before she does or hold the baby before she does. I feel like it's less about being there for support and more about not being there last, which sucks. This was a stupid brozo thing for hubby to do. And he is being manipulated by his mom. He's pulling the mama's boy shit here. He is not siding with his wife. He's choosing his mom, which is a very stupid thing to do. He's going to land himself in divorce court here soon. And his baby's not even here yet. Like, bro, bro, choose your wife. And understand that the people in the room are there to support the person who's pushing another human out of their body, not those who are just part of the making of process. And yes, it's her grandchild too, but she's not going to be able to do anything for the grandchild. The grandchild isn't going to know if she's there or not. So that this argument is invalid. It's whoever the person who is pushing the other human out of their body, whoever they need there for support is who gets to be there. You don't get to just push your way in because you don't want to be last. If he wants to get in stirrups and spread his legs and let op's mom come inspect him then that's a fair deal but also he'd have to be pushing something ginormous out of his body during the process and then it comes with luggage that nobody warns you about the first time it comes with luggage that placenta is like an alien egg that comes out afterwards it's like i didn't know this kid brought luggage i didn't know it had a, a suitcase with it was not informed that was a brozo move the question here from op was am i the astronaut for what i told my mother-in-law when she asked to be in the delivery room i'm nta here she kept pushing Pun intended again. She pushed and she pushed and she pushed and uh, she got a reaction. This one is, am I the astronaut for not switching seats on a nine hour flight? I-26 female had a flight from Rome, Italy to New Jersey yesterday. It was nine hours long and I have work today. So I had picked a window seat so I could easily sleep the whole time to prep for work. After I sat down, buckled in and got ready to sleep, a man about 45 tapped me on the shoulder and said, you wouldn't want to switch seats with my girlfriend, would you? The seat was in the middle of the middle aisle and I knew it would be impossible to sleep there. I politely said, no, I'd like the seat I had chosen. If it had been a child, I probably would have switched, but these two were middle-aged people. They definitely could have bought seats next to each other if they really wanted to, but instead got random ones and hoped people would switch. Anywho, I stay in my seat. The girlfriend, also 45-ish, proceeds to stand up hourly and glare at me from her seat several rows away. When she sees I'm not giving it any attention, she proceeds to come over to his seat hourly and sit on his lap and talk very, very loudly, waking me up five separate times. It should be noted that the lights are out in the cabin at this point and everyone is trying to sleep. Flight attendants keep telling her to move. She persists. After the flight, we are deboarding and she winds up behind me. She's loudly talking shit about me for not switching seats, saying I ruined her flight. I must stress again that she's 45. Her seat was in a much cheaper area than mine. They could have bought seats next to each other, but might not have wanted to spend the money. The man revealed to me while we were flying that they didn't sit next to each other on their first flight either. So this lack of planning seems to be their usual move. Am I the astronaut for not switching seats? I wanted to sit in the one I paid for that was in the area I chose, and I don't understand why a middle-aged woman is throwing a hissy fit over her own choice of seats. 
If it were a child and parents separated, I probably would have done it due to the flight being nine hours, but I don't think their lack of planning and choice of cheaper seats should have been made to be my problem. I don't get why I was in the wrong for wanting to sit in my seat. Am I the Askinos? Hell no. Hell no. N-T-A here, O-P. No. The funniest part about all this, the most hypocritical part about all this is that she's talking shit as you're deboarding saying that you ruined my flight. Well, guess what, bitch? You ruined the flight for everyone in that area because the lights were out. Everybody was trying to rest and you came over and talked loudly enough to where the whole effing plane could probably hear you. You ruined it for a lot more people than it was ruined for you. Also, in a vacuum here, no changes in anything. That's where you ended up, right? It was the choices that you made, not you being OP, you being loud gal, the choices that you made about where you were going to sit are to blame here. You have yourself to blame here. No one else to blame here, but you, or maybe your boyfriend for not getting seats together. You cannot put that on other people. They don't owe you anything. You're not entitled to their seat. You're not entitled to a more expensive seat. You're not entitled to that person giving you money or giving you a bigger value than what you paid for and them taking lesser value, which is the same thing as them giving you money. You aren't entitled to shit and you sure as shit aren't entitled to berate them because they wouldn't do that for you. Hell no. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.